Well, hello. It's Thursday the 1st of October, and wherever you are today, the Lord be with you. My name's David Brook. I'm pub leader in the Chapelfields pub parish of Church Wigan, and I'm here with our next reflection in the series we've been having for the international season of creation. This week we've been looking about uh, looking at uh, themes around creation and generosity, and today uh, we get to look at two commands and a story about gleanings. So, first, a commandment from Leviticus 19, which is repeated elsewhere in the book. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. And then we have Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 19. It sounds very similar, but there are key differences. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back and get it. It shall be left for the alien, the orphan and the widow, so that the Lord your God may bless you in all your undertakings. And then, and this is rather longer, we have chapter two of the book of Ruth. Now, Naomi had a kinsman on her husband's side, a prominent rich man of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain behind someone in whose sight I may find favour. Naomi said to her, Go, my daughter. So she went. She came and gleaned in the field behind the reapers. As it happened, she came to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Just then Boaz came from Bethlehem. He said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, To whom does this young woman belong? The servant, who was in charge of the reapers, answered, She's the Moabite who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the reapers. So she came, and she's been on her feet from early this morning until now, without resting even for a moment. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now, listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Keep your eyes on the field that's being reaped and follow behind them. I've ordered the young men not to bother you. If you get thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. Then Ruth fell prostrate with her face to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favour in your sight that you should take notice of me when I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told me, and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. May the Lord reward you for your deeds. And may you have a full reward from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you've come for refuge. Then she said, May I continue to find favour in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, even though I am not one of your servants. 
At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some of this bread and dip your morsel in the sour wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he heaped up for her some parched grain. She ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. When she got up to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, Let her glean even among the standing sheaves and don't reproach her. You must also pull out some handfuls for her from the bundles and leave them for her to glean and don't rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening and she beat out what she gleaned and it was about an ephah of barley. She picked it up and came into the town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gleaned and she took took out and gave her what was left over after she herself had been satisfied. Her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today? And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, and said, The name of the man with whom I work today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a relative of ours, one of our nearest kin. Then Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay close by my servants until they've finished all my harvest. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It's better, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, otherwise you might be bothered in another field. So she stayed close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests, and she lived with her mother-in-law. As we've progressed through this final week of reflections for the season of creation, we've seen something of what the Bible has to say about the creation and generosity. And that takes another step today with the idea of gleaning, a key part of God's plan for justice. It all began with God's abundant generosity in the very act of creation. That was reinforced when he provided manna and quails to feed the Israelites in the wilderness on their exodus journey. From there, we see how God sets a baseline for our generosity with the idea of giving him the first fruits and the tithe. But he doesn't stop there. He asks us to go the next step with our free will offerings, giving sometimes till we feel the pinch so that others might not. But with the command to leave gleanings, repeated twice at least in Leviticus, and reiterated and expanded in Deuteronomy. He wants to see generosity woven into the very pattern of life. And even then, we can discern three degrees of generosity. In Leviticus, we read, You shall not reap to the very edges of your field. You shall not strip your vineyard bare. You shall leave them for the poor and the alien. For some of us, and I count myself in this group, can't bear to leave a job half done. We'd be the ones harvesting right into the corners. We're the people who lick the gravy off our plates. Yes, I admit it. Well, God says no to harvesting into the corners. I'm not sure what he would say about me licking my plate. After all, it's a sign of appreciation. Then, in Deuteronomy, it goes further as we read, When you reap your harvest in the field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. 
Well, we've already stopped short of the edges and the corners, and now God bids us let our forgetfulness be. Actually, he's asking us to forget not the sheaves, but ourselves, and to remember others. After all, the image is of someone coming home, arms full, with plenty for themselves already. Why go back? God says no to looking over our shoulders and turning back so that we can have even more. Forget it, he says. You'll be fine. Someone who needs it more can have it, and you'll be doubly blessed. And then, finally, in Ruth chapter 2, Boaz shows us that there's still another step we can take into generosity. I love the story of Naomi, Ruth and Boaz. It's one of my favourite narratives in the whole Bible, which is why I read the whole chapter, even though I didn't need to. But I don't want to pick it apart. I just want to point to one thing, as the story brings these commandments in Leviticus and Deuteronomy to life, in the way that stories so often do. And it's this. Boaz doesn't just stop short of the edges and the corners, and he doesn't just let the forgotten sheaves lie. Moved by his face-to-face encounter with Ruth, who is both widow and alien, and a shining example of generosity herself, he goes even further. To his servants, he says, pull out some handfuls for her from the bundles and leave them for her to glean. I imagine him whispering, which is why I read it in that way. I read uh, the passage earlier. At one level, the story of Ruth and Boaz is a great boy-meets-girl tale. But more than that, it shows us what generosity really looks like. It's going above and beyond. Above and beyond with God through a free will offering on top of the tithe. And then, with what's left, above and beyond with the poor, the widow and the alien. Let's finish, as we always do then, by praying together, shall we? We'll pray together as disciples of Jesus across Wigan, across Liverpool Diocese, and across the world, using the words of the Lord's Prayer, that prayer that Jesus taught us. And I invite you to use whichever version is most familiar to you. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Whatever lies ahead for you today, I wish you a blessed day.